Blog Talk Radio. Today's Williams Newsmakers is brought to you in association with Williams Industries Incorporated. This evening we hear from the director of the Afternoon oh, School of Social and Public Freshman. The loud brother, Leonard, Kim, Hector. Thank you. 
hated. But this, you were persecuted, and they made you a villain in your land. As you lie there, motionless, and still, in your fine, resplendent, mahogany casket, I cannot help but feel a sense of mockery that the same society which vilified and ridiculed you when your strident voice embarrassed them with your message and your clarion calls is the same society that will embrace and elevate you. So goodbye, brother Jim, your You were treated like a bandit in your land. Without trial, you were convicted. Several times incarcerated, you left your blood on Antigua's hands. Were you there? Were you there when they crucified Demetra? Were you there? Were you there when they nailed him to the cross? Were you there? Were you there when they dragged him to the cross? Were you there? Were you there when they dumped him in prison for his views? Were you there? Were you there when they burnt his printing press? Were you there? Were you there when they murdered his dead wife, Era? Were you there? Were you there when the ballot process was contaminated to declare him a loser? Were you there? Were you there when they denied this prophet any honor in his own country? Were you there? I want to love it. 
The game um, had to be postponed. In fact, no, we saw a release coming from Cricket West Indies this evening that that second game is going to be on Thursday, and then we're going to be finishing up on this coming Sunday. But I think it's important to look at the impact of uh, COVID-19 on cricket, and that certainly is going to be very much a part of our discussion this evening. Uh, let's congratulate the Honourable Desmond Haynes, Desmond Leo Haynes, the new lead selector. We congratulate him. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, in his tenure. He's got Ronnie Sarwan with him as well. <coughs> now, without any further ado, uh, we're going to go and talk to Chris Siddle, of course, who is the manager of the Ireland side. Philo Wallace is already on Zoom. And my good friend, Dr. Ford. I know with interest as well that uh, Barbados' management team has been announced. My good friend Vasper Dricks, the head coach, and I see Ryan Hines, who actually buried his mother today. He's the assistant coach. He's actually going to be joining us very, very shortly uh, as well. But let's, let's go and talk to Chris Siddle. Uh, Chris, I know your time is limited. Uh, how are you this evening, the manager of the Ireland side? How are you? I'm very good, thank you. I'm, I'm actually not in Jamaica at the moment, so I'm probably slightly better than the people who are there and, and going through the, the kind of new outbreak out there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, what's, what, well, tell us about it, though. This must be very disconcerting for the team, what's happening in your side. Yeah, it's a, it's a very very stressful time for guys because once you have one case, it, it's everyone's sitting waiting on test results. You're isolated in your rooms and you're constantly worried, is it me next? Is, is, you know, what's happening? Is it going to be game on is it going to game off are we getting delayed and it, it, it kind of that becomes the main focus of what you're doing there and everything you're thinking about is is not so much cricket but worried about what's going to happen uh, in terms of COVID and tests and, and what might come of it do you think there was a possibility that maybe it could have been called off I know that the games are not rescheduled was that ever uh, given any serious I mean, consideration yeah, obviously, the, the more cases they are, the more likely that is. I, I know kind of the Ireland team and, and the West Indies team will really want to play their games. And, and that was the main reason for delaying the games and, and taking the T20 out at the end was making sure we got the cricket in. And it means the first couple of guys who tested positive for us should be back for the final game. And Andrew McBride, who got a, a knock on the head and a concussion replacement, he should be back to, and available. So we'd actually have a full team to, to pick from. Mm-hmm. And, and, Mm-hmm. Really, that's where it comes down to. But 
if if you've got it, if you've got kind of 13 players available, we'd we'd be really keen to play games. I think both teams and most teams in the world have that attitude. But it got to a point after that first ODI where actually we were down to kind of 10 guys and just couldn't play. Mm. And I, I think to your your coach David Ripley, he's got COVID as well. Yeah, so he was one of the guys who tested positive the day after the first ODI. So so him and wicketkeeper Lorcan Tucker mm. uh, both tested positive the day after the game. So. I was a little bit worrying and we kind of thought when the games got started, we thought, okay, that's it. We're, we're through it and we're, we're going again. And then, then kind of the day after the game, 24 hours after the game, you kind of get another little shock to the system and back to the rooms and back worrying about the next test coming through. Mm-hmm. And you're not in Jamaica because you had to stay back to look after some of those guys who've tested positive as well. Yeah, so so I stayed back in the, the United States for a little bit and then came straight back to Ireland. So we, we had someone else fly out to meet the team in Jamaica. So there was mm-hmm. always somebody with the team. Um, and I, I know my, my wife tested positive and a, a kind of large chunk of the group tested positive in the United States. And then um, most of the people who tested positive who weren't players just came home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Paul Sterling and Shane Gekke, mm-hmm. they finished their isolation and travelled, but everyone who wasn't playing just came straight back to Ireland after that. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Dr. Andrew Ford. Of course, Phil Wallace has joined us. Doctor, uh, these are these are trying times, Doc. All right. Good night, Andrew and Phil and Chris and, and all the listeners. Yes, certainly um, the new variant is we can have a much more infective. Um, Chris, what, what have you guys learned from this, from the tour to the U.S. and now to the West Indies as it relates to playing cricket in in a COVID environment. Um, any thing, any take-home uh, lessons so far? Uh, it's hard to say we've learned anything new on these trips because we've we've been on so many tours. I think this is our ninth, maybe tenth tour, um, if you can, our team tour as well, um, where we've been in bubbles with COVID, where we've had a couple of cases and been contained. So kind of we, we understand the, the stress of it. I think it hit very, very right that the Omicron has been a lot more contagious in, in that on previous tours we've had one case. It showed up quite early on routine testing and we've been able to contain it. Whereas in the USA, we did our routine testing and we had six people test positive on the same day from the same routine test with no symptoms. Hmm. And, and that really kind of blindsides you a little bit when that happens. Yeah. On average, how long has it taken uh, the players who tested positive to be eligible again to, to play based on testing and, and being cleared? Previously, it's been 10 days. Um, now, the, the guys who tested positive in the United States have been tested negative for a, li- a little bit quicker. Um, so we think it could reduce to maybe seven days. Um, in line with, I know the U.S. government has moved to five days. Um, the governments here in Europe tend to be moving to seven days. So we don't know for certain until we, we kind of do the new new rounds of PCR tests on the guys who are positive, but hopefully only seven days. Uh, there was a question I, I'd asked our CEO uh, last week regarding uh, the the assembly of teams before travel and, mm-hmm. and you know formulating the bubble before travel and trying to to ensure that the bubble is in pristine condition before starting. Do you think we have to really form bubbles earlier and and have a time where the the team is um, kept isolated and to make sure they're they're COVID free before we can start start these tours or or is the is the 
entry as you are on tour from, from others? Yeah, I mean, I think sustainability-wise, it's, it's asking people to spend more time in these environments is just not feasible. And unless every team can afford charter flights and, and private hotels and, and mm-hmm. private transfers through airports and everything, it, it, you, you can never take the risk away fully. I, I think in, in an ideal world, you have an extra couple of days maybe for four or five days at the start of a tour to make sure everything's settled. But again, these things can come out mid-tour and, and as as kind of West Indies found out in Pakistan, it, once it gets a hold of you, of a group, there's just no way of slowing it down or stopping it. You, you either have to catch it very, very quick with one person or it's going to go through the squad very quickly. Do you think we maybe need to have bigger squads and just accept the extra cost and, and maybe look at it as the way of, you know, you know, we, we haven't been able to play uh, our local cricket in, in various countries. So, so should we look at scores in another way? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've named a kind of hybrid squad sort of thing for our test. We, we have 18 players with us, which would be quite unusual. We'd usually only travel with 15. It was same same with our World Cup squad and the tours we've had previously in the year. We've, we've kind of put three extra players on top of our normal mm-hmm. 15. Mm-hmm. And, and so far, it's worked very well. And I think the West Indies is probably very similar until that Pakistan tour where when you get so many cases, it, it really doesn't matter how many pe- people are there because at times, the more people you have, the harder it is to manage because you yep. can't keep people as separate. You need this, this the kind of money, the, the implications on cost is compounded because it's not just extra flight and hotel rooms. You then need bigger dining rooms. You need bigger buses. You need more dressing room space. And all of a sudden, you you're hiring two buses instead of one, and, and the costs start to skyrocket to the point where it's not sustainable for teams to keep doing that. What about the vaccination status of the group and the, the families yeah. that they traveled? Um, is yeah, everyone vaccinated? Or? Yeah, everyone's fully vaccinated. We, we won't let anyone travel with us unless they're fully vaccinated. Oh, so if you're not vaccinated, you, you can't play for Ireland? Yeah, so that was in the, the World Cup, had the same rules. So you, you weren't able to play in the World Cup unless you were vaccinated. And, and we've been the same. We, we didn't have anybody travel with us who wasn't vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Now, the vaccination rate in Ireland is, is very, very high. And, and we've been very lucky that we've got no players in our system that have refused to be vaccinated or have had any concerns over it. So it's not really been anything we've had to enforce or discuss, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. What's Omicron like in Ireland, though? What's, what's the... It's, it's spread very, very fast. Ireland mm. and the UK, it's spread incredibly fast. It's, it's a lot higher numbers than it was this time mm. last year. And mm-hmm. it's been lucky that with the vaccination and the booster jabs people have had here, it seems to be a lot milder, um, but it's spreading very fast. Mm-hmm. Well, so Philo Wallace is with us. Uh, Philo, um, you're safe and sound. Are you, are, are you in Haynesville? <laughs> Where I understand that um, free, free Wi-Fi was given. Well, that's very good. Good evening, Andrew. Good evening, Doctor. Are you in Hainesville, Philo? Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Are you coming home to vote, Philo? No, I'm not coming home to vote, Andrew. I wish all the candidates in the various parties are all the very best in the general elections on mm-hmm. November 19th. I hope that the, the, the best party wins. Yes. Uh, you know, I just want to say good night to 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 Mr. Santos because we need we now see the importance of yes. a lab that is. Yes. Uh, Omnicrom is not making any sport as usual. Today, we're speaking to Sherilyn Hart and, and Sherwin Campbell went to visit him. And we were just discussing COVID. But Chris, mm. I want to ask you, how big a setback is this for, for Irish cricket? 
you had to, to abandon your, your, your tour to, to America. I know in the Caribbean, in Jamaica, you started well despite losing that first with EI. How big a setback this will be for the group? Let's know your coach as well. Yes. Comes up with this dreaded COVID. Yeah, so it, it obviously makes things a lot harder. And, and I think, like I said, the main thing is that it takes your focus away from it a little bit. So I, I know the guys have to be tested the day before a game. So instead of focusing on being ready for the game today, they may be having the back of the mind. They're thinking more about the test and the thing. And, and it, it'll be the same for all teams. And it, you get some guys who are very experienced and very good. They can just turn it on straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they turn up the morning of the match, they find the, the focus fully. But you also have guys, someone like Paul Sterling, who's, who's been locked in a bedroom in the USA for 10 days by himself. Oh, no. He flies over and kind of, he's had an extra couple of days now, but he's now got to go and play an ODI, having been, been no exercise, no anything for 10 days, which is obviously very difficult for people. Mm. Yeah. The is obviously have a little easier, but you, you wouldn't want to be a fast bowler who's spent 10 days. No. In, a, in a bedroom somewhere and then no. have to go out and bullpen over. Mm-hmm. And moving Irish cricket forward, what mm-hmm. summer tours do you have? Who's coming to your tours in the summer? Yeah, so we, we look like we'll have, we've got two or three teams coming over to us in the summer. We've got um, New Zealand and Bangladesh who were originally meant to be here in 2020 for the mm-hmm. World Cricket Super League. Mm-hmm. They're now coming this summer to finish off some games. So we're probably in a good position that the, the way the kind of summer, summers and winters have fell here, we're actually going to be very close to finishing our all our games in the league mm-hmm. by the end of this summer. And, and obviously you said that the vaccination program is, is going wonderfully well in, in Ireland. Mm. And, and that will also, you, you have to make sure that you have all your protocols in order. Although you still, you have all that still things, things happen for those teams that are coming to your shores to be safe and sound. Mm. Yeah, so we, we had some, we had two big tours last year with uh, South Africa and Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. And we, we kind of found that we've got a couple of hotels in, in one in Belfast and one down in Dublin as well. Mm-hmm. And the one in Dublin is fantastic. It's got a golf course on the on the premises of the hotel and it backs onto a private, like a, it's not a private beach, but it's a very, very quiet beach. Mm-hmm. It has its own little private gate from the hotel and you're able to get outside, spend a bit of time walking on the beach. You can go and play golf and it kind of, it just created an environment where you didn't feel like you were stuck in a hotel as much as you couldn't go properly out or you couldn't go to a restaurant you couldn't do anything kind of normal as you would you you were able to feel like you were outside and, and able to feel like you had a little bit of freedom there and your boys are still a beat for the final two games that well, the second one will be on Thursday you know oh yeah yeah series. once they have the negative test back I think guys kind of the, the opportunity to play in Jamaica in Sabina Park even though there's no fans there you know it's it's a fantastic opportunity for anyone in world cricket to come to Jamaica and play against the West Indies. So I think once they get on the morning of the match, I think they'll be, they're all really keen to play. And it's, it's a difficult decision sometimes because I think there's a lot of times you, you kind of feel like you just want to go home. And the fact that the guys are desperate to stay out there and they really want to play these games shows how excited they are about playing the West Indies. Good. During the last ODI at 170-3, did you think that you were you were coasting to to a victory in that in that match. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, coasting is probably the wrong word because obviously West Indies are a good team, and but we were definitely in in a very strong position and probably probably should have won from there. Um, those three wickets we got, kind of Balburnie, um, Camper and Tector all fell pretty quickly, and that that put a real block on us. And I think we never really recovered from that, and probably kind of Pollard and Brooks showed how to do that. The West Indies lost three quick wickets and they were able to build back up and 
recover from that, and I just don't think we ever recovered. How important for you, my brain is blow that my brain back on his head. Obviously, would have broken the momentum because he and the captain were in a very good partnership. Yeah, how important is he to your squad? Yeah, he's he's been incredibly important for us, and so Simi Singh, to be fair, who missed the game after testing positive, but is more as off spinners as batters. McBurn's batted three a couple of times for us, but him and him and Singh have been kind of instrumental in us kind of getting 20 overs of, of real good fast-paced off spin. That we know they're both probably going to get one or two wickets for 40, 45, you know, in general, and that's been huge for us in ODI cricket. And I think we, I mean, you were saying we had an overhead penalty in the in the first ODI, and then a big part of that's probably because we missed Singh and we missed getting through his overs and. and that consistency that him and O'Brien bring in the middle of us for. How pleased were you with the bowling? I mean, you restricted the West Indies a great deal over the first half of the, the mm-hmm. innings, and it looked like uh, we would have struggled to to get to get to 20 to 30 at one stage. Yeah, I think I think we started very well and we finished very well. I think that was probably the headline of it, and and kind of Pollard got away from us and Brooks a, a little bit for the maybe 10, 12 overs, they really took it to us. And I think you, you look at who bowled well and you, you've got Josh Little who has played in the World Cup. He played in the T10 League. He went to Sri Lanka and played in the Lanka League and came here. And he's had non-stop cricket. Mark Adair's played a lot of cricket, bowled quite well. Maybe Craig Young was maybe the weaker of the bowlers than the seamers, but he didn't arrive in the USA until Christmas because he was his daughter had tested positive so he couldn't fly with us and he wasn't allowed to train at home so it's his first game back after having two or three weeks of not being able to train so he's, he's had four or five sessions and that's kind of the example that maybe maybe if he'd had a couple of extra days warm up or those games in the USA to, to kind of find his rhythm back maybe we would have been in, in a much better position and, and again Simi Singh fit in a few of some Simi Singh in there as well four and over and maybe we do restrict her a little bit more Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Jeffrey Dujon, who, of course, uh, uh, would have done some work in terms of television and that match. We're going to get his perspective. But, of course, Mason and Guess is brought to association. Yeah, we're going to take a break. And let's hear from uh, Jimmy Cliff. I like to start with something funny. and I heard about these three pastors that were in a boat. Look at Gene under the bed. Look at Gene under the bed. I'm getting to an Austin. But we're waiting to join Mason and Guess. Let's go back and see if he's ready for us. The manager of the Ireland side, Chris Siddle, and we go to Kingston, Jamaica, the land of wood and water, and speak to the former uh, West Indies keeper, the legendary Jeffrey Dujon. Good evening to you, Jeffrey. How are you? Good evening, Andrew, and Happy New Year to everyone. Mm-hmm. Indeed. COVID, COVID, COVID. I'm sure you're keeping indoors, Jeffrey. I know you like to roam the streets of Kingston, but uh, COVID has got you indoors, huh? Well, I don't think anybody has a choice. <laughs> yes, serious impact. In fact, I was looking um, at the numbers in Jamaica um, were in there, Jeffrey. 
Yeah, it is getting pretty serious, Andrew, and, you know, we just have to be a little bit more careful and try to get more people vaccinated. That's the main thing. Yes, yes. And, and uh, there's a big drive on there in Jamaica to get people vaccinated, Jeffrey? Well, so as far as I know. <laughs> All right. Now, talking about the cricket, Jeffrey, um, as, as you w- would know as one of the commentators, the game, second game is now going to be on Thursday. Let, let's have a look at that first game when the West Indies won by 24 runs. Um, let's do an assessment. 269 um, in 45 overs and five balls, the, the West Indies. And at one stage, uh, the, artist, uh, the Ireland team was doing pretty well, but then they uh, fell for 145. Uh, in 49 over than one ball. Your impressions, first of all, of the knock of Shamar Brooks? Well, I thought that, I thought he batted beautifully. You know, he, he paced his innings very well. You know, he gave himself a start, got settled in, and then really, you know, batted deep into the innings, which was the job that the first one, at least one of the first three batsmen should have done. Yeah, because when you look at it, Jeffrey, um, the Sydney's were 68 for four, Hope 24, Graves 7 and 4 and 13. And then that big partnership between the captain, Pollard, and Brooks really ensured the West Indies got a score that they could have defended. Yes, and, and in the end, they should have gotten a bigger score. I mean, right. the, the last six wickets saw about 64 and then 10 overs, you know. Uh, they, they could have gotten a score well, in, well past um, 300. One would have thought. Let's go back in terms of hope. I, I know that uh, you, you've spoken highly of him, um, you know, in a, in a pretty difficult spot nowadays. 24 he's got, Graves at the top seven, and poor and 13. But he did not get the kind of start that they were looking for, Jeffrey. No, and that was a, a combination of, of two factors. The fact that um, the pitch had a bit of moisture in it, maybe a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. And um, they... Ireland's bowlers made very good use of it. They did, yes. You know, the batting, yes, batting was was easy in the first um, mm-hmm. 15 overs or so, you know. And um, I thought Hope batted very well. He, he did all the hard the hard work. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it was time to cash in, well, you know, a mental error. Yep, mm-hmm. indeed. And and Justin Graves, we thought of him. Well. I mean, I've seen quite a bit of him, and I know how talented he is. But I think that um, he went at it a little bit too hard. Yes, he did, yes. You know, at, at, in, in the early part of his innings, when the wicket was really doing something, you know, he, he I think he... And that, and that could have been a bit of nerves as well, you know? Mm-hmm, indeed. So, you know, and um, he was too aggressive to start with. And, uh, you know, in those conditions, you had to be a little bit more circumspect. Mm-hmm. You know, he paid the price for that. But um, I think, he's, I think he'll, he'll start to understand, you know, that 300 balls is a lot of balls. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and he has, he has, the, he has the shot that he sticks around to, to get big scores. So it's, uh, it's just a little learning process. Indeed. Uh, and Poran, well, you know, uh, 13, um, you expected more from Poran? But again, I think you know he he probably thought that they should have been further on than they, than they you know should have they were at the time. And again, you know, overly aggressive when you know we could have had a really good partnership a lot earlier in the inning. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, Doctor Andrew Ford is with us, and of course, Philo Wallace. Doctor, any questions for 
Uh, our good friend, Mr. Jeffrey Dujon there in Jamaica. Hi, good night, Jeffrey. Um, Hi, Doc. What do you think about this? What do you think about the potential of this lower order with uh, Holder, Shepard, Smith, and Joseph? They, they all can are pretty handy with the bat. Uh, what do you think about the, your future expectations of, of that type of grouping in the, in the lower order? Well, I, I don't really have a problem with it, you know. I thought that, they again, you know, they, they gave the wickets away. But um, I've seen, seen them all bat at, at various times. And there's a lot of talent there, you know. So I, I, have, I think that, you know, we, we can, we have this, the type of batting that if we lose early wickets, we can make it up at the back end. We've shown that, mm-hmm. you know. Collard batted with a showed, showed his experience by really pacing his innings nicely before, you know, he, he got going. And had he had a little bit more support down at the bottom there, you know, we should have gotten a, a score of well over 300. Mm. Uh, how, how do you expect the pitch to, to play um, in this next match? You mentioned the moisture. It didn't seem to be coming on, and especially Chase seems to have been, been done in by, by a lack of pace in, in the shot that he played. Uh, do you when think the pitch will be, it difficult. be it was It was difficult to bat because the ball was seen around the place, and there was no whole lot of pace in the, in, in the pitch to start with. But um, we're going to have this, I think, start at 9.30. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little bit greasy on top. You know, maybe not as badly as, as, as it was um, in this game because there was rain the night before, so the wicket would have been covered for a little bit longer. But uh, early on, first 10 overs, 12 overs, it, it's, it's going to take a little while for the pitch to settle down. So, you know, it's, it's, nobody's going to get off to a real flyer without taking real chances, you know, in the first 10 overs or so. Uh, outside of uh, Holder and Hussein, uh, all the other bowlers went at over five and five and over. Um, what are your comments about our bowling effort? Well, the pitch got much better later on. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a bit flatter. The ball was coming on to the, to the pitch. And I think... Um, it was more a matter of the length. We were a little bit inconsistent with our length. And, um, you know, you're going to get slugged around on a flat pitch like that. But I think that they, they were, again, bowling a little bit too short. Mm. Hello? Uh, Jeffrey, Happy New Year. Nice to hear you. I wish you all the very Thank best. You, yes, yes. Omnicrom yes. is the row. Uh, Chris, <laughs> the manager, would say that when the guys came up to... Ireland, they, the go- they had a hotel with a golf course. So I don't think you're going to any golf. <laughs> no, no. I haven't seen, I haven't seen, I haven't seen any golf equipment in a while. Oh my God! Okay. And we, we know you, we know you love it. The question I want to ask is, um, what's the keeping? How how do you assess your hopes to be keeping in, in in the first ODI? Because there was some, there was some words, there was some something said a couple of months ago. That his knees were not good, good enough to to keep in T20, and now he's keeping in 50 over cricket. So I really want you to do an assessment of his keeping because we we have Huran and we have Hope, and I saw Devon Thomas as well on the field. What do you think about him keeping? Well, I don't really I don't really have a problem with it. Um, it's it's something he and I discuss, you know, mm-hmm. from time to time, and um, you know I really have no problem with it. But I I. Problem with his knees is, is new to me. 
know anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, interesting. Yeah, but there was a rumor that he didn't keep him because of his knees. But again, if you look at his acting, he looks good and then he plays it, uh, a referee shot and, and, and get out. I saw he went for, he, he's not, he's not for catch. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I heard him describe it. Uh, he, obviously, he was going to his right and then had to shift his left. But there was no balance. Well, well, actually, actually, I think that catch was more a, a matter of, of maybe poor positioning Ooh, than anything else, mm-hmm. you know. And um, well, let's put it this way: you won't see him do that again. Mm-hmm. Do you think okay. you should keep um, Jeffrey? You got Poran on the side. Um, you prefer Hope? Um, I mean, to, to keep is, in, instead of Poran, or it doesn't really matter. Well, for me, you know, it's it's always difficult for an early batsman to, to, okay. to keep with it and then have to go on bat. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but it's a situation we can't avoid. They both bat in the top three. Mm-hmm. So and I, I don't see any, any reason why they can't be some kind of a rotation. Mm, I see. Uh, Jeffrey, I, just, also want to, I want to ask you about the surface, Jeffrey. What is different with this to buying the park state? Mm-hmm. Than years than, than years ago because we haven't seen a lot of cricket at, at the Bible. What is so different with this surface now? Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's really it's the time of day, you know. You know, in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, this pitch has a lot of grass on it. Right. Um, it's very it's very well bound together. But in the morning, before the sun really dries off the surface, because you know, with a lot of grass on it, the moisture will stay a little longer. And um, and that's basically it because. Later on, it settles down, and it's, and it's a good batting wicket. It is. Oh, interesting. Uh, Jeffrey, just before you go, um, your good friend, uh, the Honorable Desmond Leo Haynes, is now lead selector. Um, did that yeah. surprise you, this, uh, the appointment? Um, no more than anyone else would. You know, um, it's, it's, you know it's, it's all a matter of, of what what this this panel, this panel produces, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I I really can't even speculate where that is concerned because um, you know it's it's a new job and I, I haven't seen anyone I haven't seen any of the, I haven't seen him do it. Let's let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. And Ronnie Sawan will will partner uh, uh, little Desi. Does that surprise you? The appointment of Sawan? Um. Sort of because he hasn't really been in the mainstream, but um, mm-hmm. you know, stranger things have happened. <laughs> and the, the 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 firing of of our good friend Roger Harper that you played with did that surprise you? Well, um, I, I I was very disappointed with the team that was sent to the World Cup, and mm-hmm. clearly I wasn't the only one. Mm. So, so you, th- you think he paid the price? It looks. <laughs> I can't chop you at all, Jeffrey. <laughs> I'm a good friend of mine. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, before you go, Jeffrey, um, uh, any, any further questions, Doc, before we take the break and, and allow Jeffrey to uh, sneak into his bedroom because he can't come out. Normally, we've been on the streets of Kingston, maybe having a, a little red stripe. Don't know where you get yeah, Jeffrey, yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey, how, how disappointed is the is the population about not being able to yes. to come out to the games? And also, do you think people were were kind of chomping at the bit to see uh, Chris Gale mm-hmm. uh, at home in mm-hmm. a in a match? Yes. Well, I guess there would be, you know. Um, but 
there is a lot of disappointment in people not being able to come up to Sabina Park and watch cricket. But we have to understand that we're, we're in a situation now where um, it, we're, we're not sufficiently in control mm-hmm. of numbers that, you know, to be able to do that, you know, to have large congregations of people. So, you know, it's not one of those things. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Jeffrey, thanks very much for coming through and talking to us. And stay safe, Jeffrey. And, and you all. All right. Thank you, Thank you very much. The Thank legendary you. Jeffrey Dujon, of course, former West Indies keeper, offering his perspective. We're going to take a commercial break. Yeah. Well, he takes a break. We will just tell you, you're listening to the cricket show. And you can hear more cricket talk every Sunday from 6 until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a whole cast of panelists. They are intending to make you happy, make your day brighter, make your evenings just worth listening to cricket, pure cricket. 605 or 515 605 9850 number for you to call over and uh, of course uh, we will get some reaction now in terms of you Chris you know uh, Jeffrey spoke about the very good knock uh, coming from Brooks but I think when you look at there and Young they're both pretty well I thought Uh, Chris I think it has been the, the two of them have been exceptional in 2020 cricket for us, and, and it shows when the ball the, the opening with a new ball, and then at the death, and even in ODI cricket, that really shows for them. I think, like, like I've said before, I think we just missed that that kind of middle overs, the 10 middle overs we would have got from Singh. And even McBride, his figures don't look great, but he he maybe wore those two overs where he really got took down by Pollard that missed all his figures. I think if if we can get kind of those, those middle overs back right again, I think we'll be in a much better place. And, and those two guys at the, at the beginning and at the death, with Josh Little helping them, it'd be a real big bonus for us if they're bowling well. You had the West Indies by the throat at 68 for four. What happened there? Uh, Chris, Yeah, exactly. you weren't able to, to do the thing that you should there, Chris. Yeah, I think, I think it's that, that thing, isn't it? And the, the experience of Pollard and, and as much as it was, you know, Brooks ODI debut, he's a very experienced cricketer and the, mm. the two of those guys, I think they knew they just had to hold pipes, make sure they got to build a little bit of a partnership and then it even looked like we were in control, they weren't scoring and then all of a sudden, kind mm. of bang, that, that one McBride over especially, you know, yes. I think it was three sixes in the over and mm-hmm. then it just kind of changed the game straight away with, with those two bands so well. You know, the, I think Pollard went from something like um, he was on 28 of 35 balls, and he had his 50 in less than 50 balls, and it was just mm-hmm. changed the game so quickly. And, and the same thing happened, I suppose, when, when we got Brooks and Pollard out. It, it just it really held the West Indies up, and that changed the game again, and kind of kept us in the game at half time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's where our death ball has been fantastic. Indeed. All right, we, we we want to get some reaction, of course, to um, you know the appointment of of lead selector. Uh, the Honourable Desmond Haynes, and of course, Ronnie Sarwan. Let's go quickly to Jamaica and speak to another legend, of course, in uh, West Indies cricket, uh, our good friend Jackie Hendricks. Not the Honourable uh, Jackie Hendricks as yet, but of course, you know, <laughs> patience is bitter, but it's, it's sweet. 
So I, I suppose someday you may get the highest honor there in, in, in Jamaica. A uh, happy New Year to you, Jackie. How are you? And the very same to you. I'm okay, man. I'm I'm, I'm not too bad, thank you. And staying safe. Huh? COVID is very serious there in Jamaica. I'm seeing the, the numbers not looking good at all, Jackie. Well, I'm more or less keeping keeping myself keeping quiet, you know. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you go to tall, Jackie? Or do you go to tall in the streets of Kingston or everything? Uh, yeah, man, of course, yes, yeah, certainly. Do do? I do. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. I've been, I've been vaccinated three times. So. Three times? <laughs> oh, my golly. And, so, and, of, and, of course, your boost as well, huh? Well, that's what I mean. Right. The booster made three. Right, okay. Now, no, 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 talk to me, Jackie, about the appointment of Desi Haynes. Oh, well, well Lord, I, I would love to be able to say to his face, you know, mm-hmm. congratulations. I think it's a, an excellent um, selection. Mm-hmm. And um, I am only hoping that the, the um, cricket starts again at some stage because it must be quite difficult for us like, um, without real cricket being played and around the, the, the territories. Um, to really, you know, get who are the young fellows coming up, etc. You know, and um, but I know I'm so happy to know that Desmond has got has been appointed, and I was I'm always hoping that fellows from that era mm-hmm. would would um, would get their opportunity. You know, people like Ambrose and Dujan, um, Logie, those fellows. I, I think they would. They would be very, very good selectors. Yes, and, and you would have managed Desmond at some time in your career as a manager. He was unmanageable. Just <laughs> <laughs> joking. Just yeah. joking. <laughs> I, did. So I did. Yes. Um, I, you know, he, he was one of the really nice fellows on the tour. He and Malcolm Marshall um, roomed right. most of the time, you right. know. Mm-hmm. And it was always a pleasure to. It was a visit to their room and sit and have a chat about cricket mm-hmm. um you know it was it was it's a good experience for me you know? yes so so desi is the lead selector and ronnie sarwan is going to be a selector as well you, you like uh-huh. that appointment jackie ronnie yes sarwan? i think i don't see another thing wrong with that um sarwan was a was a good player he's, he's i think he's a good cricket brain mm-hmm. and um you know that's what we need I, I i think we need to go back to the days of three selectors the the, the captain the, the the coach um i think the captain is a very important part of the selection committee mm-hmm. after all he's the man taking the taking the fellas onto the field you know oh. um and I, i've noticed that maybe over the last few years the captain has not been been um used as as a selector i mm-hmm. i from what I am heard, what I'm hearing, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I, I have every every reason to believe that with Desmond ahead, it will be a very successful um, time with for selection of our teams. I must tell him though, expect a lot of criticism, and he slide off him, not to make it worry him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. So, so your recommendation, because of course you've got the the the, the two selectors now. That is a, a new policy. You're, you're, you want to go back to the, the old days where you have three selectors and the yes. captain and the coach. That's so right. So a five-man uh, yeah. panel, that's your recommendation. That's my... What, that's what, what why do you like. make that recommendation, Jackie? Eh? Sorry? Why are you making that recommendation? Why? Because I think it worked. Okay. It worked very well. Mm. And, um, 
you know, you you had you had three pretty good cricket brains um, right. there with the captain and other, of course. In those days when I was a selector, we did not have a coach. So it captain and the three the three selectors. But obviously with, with um, Phil Simmons now in, in, in the coaching position, mm-hmm. I think it would be very, very good to, to have him as well as a captain. I think a captain is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil? All right. Happy New Year, uh, Jackie. Uh, you're saying three, three independent, three independent selectors, coach and captain. If the coach and captain has a, do they have a vote each, or they're just consulted? They, they just consult with those three selectors. Mm. Well, I, I want to. I, I always select the captain should have an input into the okay. into the into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as it stands now, road. as it stands now, we have two selectors and the head coach, which makes three, mm-hmm. and the captain yes. obviously. Consulted with no with no vote at the moment. So you okay, I, well, I, so, so would, would you like the captain and coach also be part of the selection panel mm-hmm. and each of them have a vote? So you have five voting members rather than three, and the other and the yeah. coach and captain being consulted. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I just feel that the three selectors and the coach and the captain okay. um, mm. would be would be a. a, a to me, a more satisfactory selection panel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, as I said before, the captain, I think, is important. His input, is, to me, is very important. That's interesting. As mm-hmm. a vote, because mm-hmm. he, he's, he, he's kicking the, the, the fellas on the field, and mm-hmm. he must be satisfied, I think, mm-hmm. uh, what, he, what he is getting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I'm, on, I'm, I'm, I'm in your boat independent selectors, Jackie. But the question yeah. captain, my view, shall have no voting rights. They can mm. sit in the meeting. They can be consulted, sit mm. in the meeting, they give their views, but they have no voting rights. You have the voting comes down to three independent selectors. Mm. But I'm all for the coaching captain being part of that whole process of discussion, mm-hmm. but they have no Mm. I don't agree with. I, I, don't, I must say I, I don't agree with that because the coach, okay. coach is, is is virtually with them day and night. I mean, he's he knows all the various intricacies mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. connected to the mm-hmm. his players, and I think mm-hmm. it's important for five, and they you know they they, they discuss it. I mean, I remember when when I was a selector with Clyde Walcott and Andy Gantt. I mean, sometimes we and and Richards at the, at the time. Mm. I think sometimes we had we had hours of of, of discussion about this and so on. Mm. And um, mm. I know even even when we were satisfied with the teams, um, we, we, you know, we got we got our little criticisms and so on. But you you can't let those bother me. No. But I think it's important cricket cricket stations between who are experienced and who are I think that's very important because things are brought up. Mm-hmm. Maybe another one wasn't thinking of, and you know that sort of sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, just hold your thoughts. I know that Dr. Ford. Um, um, I, I know he's been making some 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 notes. Now let's go to Chris. Chris, what's the, the structure there in, in terms of Ireland? Um, you have your how many sectors do you have? Yeah. So we have our, our four domestic. Provinces. The head coach of each of those is a is a selector, and Four. the head coach and a chair of selectors. So we actually have six at the moment. So say that again. So you, so so four coaches, four head coaches, 
yeah, so we only have four provincial teams. Right. Um, kind of, kind of your, your island. Um, so we have the head coach of each of those four teams. Right. Who are obviously running all our domestic cricket. We have the head coach and we have an independent chair of selectors as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that makes it five. Yeah, so, the, the head so, coach has a vote, but the captain doesn't. The captain doesn't even come to the meeting. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so, so there's the kind of captain. The, the captain speaks to the head coach, and he speaks for both of them at the meeting. Oh, so okay, uh, interesting. Um, what's your view on this, um, um, Doctor Ford? What do you think? Well, uh, certainly, uh, your selectors must be individuals who are aware of the talent pool that surrounds. There must be people who have been watching cricket and can look beyond stats, can look at individuals and see their ability to adapt and grow. But as far as the composition is concerned, I think three would be needed in order to break any ties that may occur in selection. Uh, as far as the, the coach and the captain being involved, um, well, I'm not, I don't think they have to be, but... You know, one could argue the captain goes out on the field and if the, the team does badly, the captain can lose his job and certainly for the coach. So, um, you know, that you can argue for that. But I, I think at least three people uh, would suffice. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I would say, Jackie, is, you know, the, the selectors need a talent pool to, to choose from. And if they can do their best with that pool, uh, then certainly the results, are, would we hope to be better? But as far as West Indies cricket is concerned, we, we've done we've we've changed the selectors. If there was one thing you could do in short term now to improve the performance of West Indians at, on, on the field, what would that one other thing be that you focus on next? Is that me? Yeah. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, exactly. yes uh, sir. Yes, sir. No, I, I just don't know. I, I am, you know, I am. I get a little confused with it, with all these various colored balls, you know, white balls, red balls, and all that. <laughs> um, I, I, th- I have a feeling that in some cases of a of a batsman are haven't got the patience for the, for the longer game. Mm-hmm. They, at the at the at crucial moments, they play shots that really are out of character. Um, and I don't know. I, I think I'm just wondering the. Um, it is a little matter of um, what can I call it now? The concentration, right? Accustomed um, to the 50 over or the 20 over thing, and into a longer game, whether the concentration isn't there that is necessary. Um, but uh, you know, I, I just feel that um, coming back something, I think it's important for the for the for the two, the captain and the coach to be involved and in a, in a conversation with the other selectors. Um, whether they do it in, in a meeting, which I don't see any reason why not, um, or they do it separately, but why not just have a... You, I mean, if the, if the coach speaks to the, to the chairman, the other two selectors are not getting, getting the, the information. Uh, no chance of making some comment on you know, I, I just think it's important if they're in, in, involved in the, in the running of the team. I think it's important to have them um, giving their, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Jack, just before you go, um, 
Well, we, we've, we've got Desmond Haynes installed, the Honorable Desmond Haynes, and of course, Ronnie Sarwan. Were you surprised that Roger Harper um, was, 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 was fired? No, not really. No, I was not. Mm. Why were you not surprised? Because I just thought that, uh, I thought that some of our selection um, processes in the last few a couple of years and so on. I, I thought they were a little askew. I, I didn't think they were. I, I didn't think that um, there were some selections that, you know, there's this last one where they had these these uh, medical excuses for right, right, medical exemptions. Yeah. I, I thought that was a terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, I mean, they're, they're talking about one of our young players not being fit. No. <laughs> No, why, why would he not be fit and yet some other much older um, would be considered fit without even a, a test, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. I did not understand that at all. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Jackie, we want to thank you for coming through and talking to us. Always uh, a pleasure to talk to you. Please, yeah, man, pleasure to please talk to you. stay safe. The numbers are rising. In fact, I just got a note from someone that we had yesterday, 567 people coming down with COVID in Barbados and the numbers in Jamaica and the sun are very high. So you got to be careful, Jackie. Well, I try to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Put it yeah. that way. Yes, indeed. But there's an old, old saying, you know, okay, sirrah, sirrah. What will be, will be. What will be, will be. Thanks very much, That's Jackie. Nice. Uh, Hendrix there <laughs> okay. in, in, in Jamaica. All right. Okay, all the best. Bye-bye. Five minutes past the of seven o'clock. This, of course, is Mason and Guest. 441790. What are your expectations for the West Indies team? Uh, of course, uh, they, they started pretty well against Ireland with a good victory. And the second match is now scheduled. We should have been played today. It's going to be on, on Thursday. And then the final game uh, is on Sunday. Uh, just before you go, um, Chris, um, you, you lost the first game by 24 runs. Do you think you still have it in you to come from behind, so to speak, and, and win the series? Yeah, definitely. I think we're, we're going to get Paul Sterling back in at the top of the order. We're, we're... We're going to have a couple of bowlers that now had a, an extra game, an extra couple of days prep ahead of the second ODI. I think we'll be in a really good position and have a real good chance in the, the second ODI to hopefully level it up and, and make it a, mm-hmm. a big finale for the third game. Right, indeed. Well, thank you very much. Stay safe. Stay safe. Right. Keep off the golf courses. Thanks for having me, guys. Stay, stay, keep off the golf courses now, Chris. <laughs> we will. All right. All right. Thanks, Annie. No problem thanks, at all. Thanks. thanks Always a pleasure to, to speak to Chris. The, the, the phone lines are going. Johnny Clark has joined me in his uh, mass. Um, hello, Ronnie. How are you, my friend? Liverpool, of course. Man United. I saw them yesterday. Oh, my God. Against Aston Villa. Struggled to win 1-0. Something's gone wrong with Man United. I know that's fellow Wallace's team. Can we take a call, Ronnie? We can. Hello. Welcome. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year to How you. How are you, my friend? Happy New Year to you and the panel. Mm, well, I thought the first call tonight would have been my good friend Alvin, who criticized yes, me very yes. much um, on, on last Friday on Barry Wilkinson's Brass Facts. I heard it. Uh, Alvin, we, we, we're looking forward to hearing from you, Alvin, tonight. I expect West um, needs to beat Ireland and those kind of things. They want to see when the ball get over 90 miles an hour at the moment. Mm. Uh, thing, uh, thing, uh, because we have Desmond here. Right. That that means because we have Desmond here, they already don't forget that. Yes, yes. He, yeah, he, we have players that have to right. learn to think. Uh, and I keep saying that when West Indies was mm. winning over the years, 
not to say that they're needed it, but I think these ones more need it. Right. But I pretty good signs of the game. They, they play by the, right. and they do. all the time, but against the lesser teams. All right. But thanks against you. the bigger teams, they're not going to win. But thanks for your contribution. Let's take another call. It's seven minutes past the hour of seven. Hello, welcome, Mason and Guest. 441780. Good evening to you. Is this a call from Canada? Are you calling from Canada? That's correct. I know. Okay. I know your voice. Okay. I want to start by saying congratulations to Ted Mahane. Yes. But I'll tell you something. If I had my hands, I would not take that job. Why not? I think the selectors want to use Ted Mahane. Oh. Because if Ted Mahane's a job, it should be selected. It should be a batting coach or the head coach. Ted mm. Mahane is not known as a selector. I've heard like Lloyd. I hear Roberts, all them say, you can take that my hand as a coach. None of them want to say it. I've got a question for you. I want to know why everybody's frightened to speak out and say that Phil Simmons should be fired. Because clearly Phil Simmons is not a good coach. He's played 40 or 10 matches. He's got one century. How? I know 17 is more than one. Mm. And I think the problem is that um, Phil Simmons do not want the great to run away. You think so? Well, I want to thank you very much indeed. Happy New Year to you. Yes, 441790. Um, you can certainly give us a call and participate uh, in the show. Um, Philo, your expectations for the West Indies in terms of the upcoming games? Of course, they won the first, they got a, a game um, on, on Thursday, then one on, on Sunday. Well, I do expect West Indies to get better uh, in this series against Ireland. Uh, I'm really happy uh, that Shamar Brooks got an opportunity. Right. Uh, he missed a, 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 a hundred on debut. Uh, we speak quite often, and you know, I told him the other day, one sunshiny day doesn't make a summer. Mm. So he knows what he has to do. He's in a good space, and I would just hope he can go from strength to strength. Right. So I mean that. So I mean that last week when he in Pakistan and seeing him now in this ODI. Uh, against Ireland, he, obviously he he he, underst- he understands his, his cricket and he, and he read the game situation quite well. Uh, I would expect them to get better. My only problem is number three or four, which is uh, Porana. Mm. Uh, they're getting up the same way all the time, and and that is a concern. Andre, I want to congratulate the the, 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 the most honourable uh, Doctor Desmond. He is uh, right. appointed lead selector. Obviously, he's he has that Ramnaresh Sawan who sat on that committee four years ago with me. As, it, as the other selector, obviously the third selector would be the head coach. But I drew, I, I, I agree with that, Paula. I would have, I would have preferred to see Desmond Haynes as our batting consultant because he's going to select the players and he's still going to hand them over to the head coach and the batting consultant, who I believe is still Monty de Said. Mm. So it's not going to be overnight success because uh, the most honorable Desmond Haynes is the selector. Mm. He's going to call for a lot more than that. Uh, and, 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 I, and I thought that he would have gotten a, a more a more massaging uh, position into that into that West Indies setup by being a, a batting consultant to work with those batsmen. Mm. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. He's the lead select, and I hope that he can make a tremendous. Uh, so, uh, so just want to get this right. Input. So you're saying, fellow, that you would have preferred to have had Desmond Haynes as the batting consultant and not the lead select. Yes, please. Oh, interesting. Yes, please. Mm. Yes, please. What did your uh, what, I, I, what did your committee recommend? But there's about, well, I, I, I have, we haven't met in a, <laughs> <laughs> the selectors were fired. 
<laughs> we, haven't, we haven't had a meeting. Okay. Obviously, for what is happening in Antigua and stuff like that, all this international cricket. Mm. But uh, hopefully, you know, the, the, the DOC will get back to us as sooner rather than later to try and finalize that document. Mm. But uh, I, I would prefer to see Desmond working with those, those in, in, as a batting consultant uh, on the same two-year contract. You know, mm. but, uh, but he's been given the, the lead selector. He has, he, has, he has to look at the talent. And I hope that he's identify a pool of players, speak to them. And I hope he speaks to them and let them know, look, we are looking at you, we are considering you, and all is not lost investing in this cricket. And he and Ram, the rest of one who sat on the committee with me, I hope that it's all them, along with the head coach, can really knock on the big balanced squads and balanced 11 to represent West Indies in the coming series. But Desmond has... The most honourable Desmond here have nothing to do with the series that is going on and the one against England, the T20s that started in Barbados shortly. I think he will kick in from the Test Series. And I hope that they pick a balanced squad mm. and try to make sure that all players are, are ready mind, that they're ready in their mind, their physique and, 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 their, and, and, their, and their abilities and everything, they back themselves to do well. We mm. saw England now, now get away with a draw against Australia, so that has given them a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. And I'm not speaking about Calvin, but Mm-hmm. And, and they're going to come to the Caribbean looking to beat us. And, mm-hmm. you know, I played against England years ago in the Caribbean, and, and Courtney Watts said, look, 2-1 is not a good enough beat. We need to beat them 3-1. And we won the final test match in Antigua against all odds to beat them 3-1. Right. So I hope that these guys will be prepared for these kind of challenges. And that is why I said I, I would prefer to see Desmond in that squad as a part of So I get that mental mm-hmm. into these fellas, that, that, that what is required at that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because we don't have it in the dressing room. So Simmons is still 40 or 10 matches at the time. But not really successful. Mm. You know, Roddy Essek, our bowling coach, has not played test match cricket. I'm not saying he's, he doesn't have the experience. He played a lot of first-class cricket. Mm-hmm. And then you go down the list. Our, mm. our, our operations manager, Rollo, it's not a lot of test matches. I don't know anything about Monty Desaid. He has a nice name. But we need to get people in there that understand. <laughs> he has a, a nice name, fellow. I like that Monty one. Monty Desaid is a lovely name. It's a lovely name. name at this one. But we need to get people in there who, who knows about Test Match cricket, particularly right. Test Match cricket. If you look at New Zealand, if no K. Williamson, a man yet on Latham, take a back batting yes. captain, he scored 252. I beat Bangladesh Yes. Like to, to see, they bounced back from a defeat and they came out victorious. And that's what we want to see in West Indies cricket. People digging in and getting the opportunities. When they, got, when they get the opportunities, holding up their hands and running with the opportunities. And I hope that at the, honor, the most honorable test for him, Mm-hmm. and get these fellas to really knuckle down and play some serious cricket for West Indies. All is not lost, Andrew, but it's no quick fix. No quick fix. It's take a couple, couple of trying times and just, you know, he just have to stick with his guns. And as Jack Yenzit said, he's going to get some criticism, but he has to be big enough to take it. Yeah. All right, we're going to take some calls. We also have Ryan Hines on the line as well. 441790. Let's go to, to Ryan Hines. First of all, Ryan, Happy New Year to you. Good evening, Andrew. Good evening to your panel, and happy new year to all in Sendry. All right, with your very good friend, Philo Wallace, uh, who's coming home to vote. Um, he tells me he's going to be voting at the Caribbean Met office, where I'm going to be voting as well. And he's got a couple of people, you know, they're, they're two main candidates, but of course the others. <laughs> Ronnie Clark is going to make a, uh, he's going to be voting out there as well. It's going to be interesting. Um, Ronnie Clark is red, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's in black now, actually. And I think his scarf is yellow, so it's interesting. All right. Now, um, Ryan, first of all, um, you, you lost your, your mother. Um, she was buried today. Um, of course, here at Mason and Guest, we offer sympathies. 
Thank you, Andrew, and thank you to the, your, your staff at um, Mason and Guess and the Starcom um, family. What, about, uh, what I want to say is always uh, nervous speaking after Philo. Right. Well, after sharing the dressing room with him for many years, yes, always yes. felt nervous. <laughs> speaking, to, yes. We spoke, we, spoke, we spoke to there, right? And you were. Yeah. <laughs> your mother just before Christmas, is that so, um, Ryan? Yeah, uh, 24th of December, Andrew. Oh, is, mm. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. And, of course, many turned out, um, you know, well-known figures turned out uh, today, I'm told. Yeah, there was a couple of persons who were very close to me, you know, um, St. James, our candidate, Kerry Simmons, um, the Chief Justice, Patterson, Chatterham, right. the uh, President, Condé Riley, Winston Stafford mm-hmm. and the uh, CEO of the Barbers Creek Association. So it's really hard, hard warming to, to see those persons in attendance. Right, right. Well, we, we, we offer our sympathies. And uh, the good news is that you have now been appointed assistant coach of the Barbados team. What an elevation. I'm sure you're looking forward to that, Ryan. Thank you, Andrew. And uh, this is something that Philo has prepared me from the time I was, was, was 17 years old. Yes. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> of course, you're looking forward to the job. Yeah, I've worked, work, you know, this has worked uh, really hard in the past eight years. I've spent some time at university uh, and CCC after moving on mm-hmm. to the Barbados Curriculum Association. And, and I'll tell you what, it's, it's a really good feeling. I must say um, kudos to the, the, the head of coaching for, for, for giving me the opportunity. And also my, my colleagues, in, in Ben and Corey, Bosper, mm-hmm. Robin, and, and, and the coaching staff, Richard Clark, and they also offer their support. Mm-hmm. And my colleagues at the Barbers Association, like I said, life is a journey, and this is one journey that I'm looking forward to. Yes. And in terms of the practice sessions, I know the Barbados team preparing uh, for the first class season, which starts um, in February. How have things been going in terms of the practice sessions, uh, Ryan? You know, um, Andrew, in terms of the, the, the COVID situation, we, we, we had to call it for a couple of um, practice sessions. You know, obviously for the mental, mental well-being of the players, right. it's really good to, 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 to get the players out. I must thank the, the government of Barbados for, for just giving mm-hmm. us the opportunity to, to practice. We are very thankful, and the guys really mm-hmm. you know, enjoy going out there and do what they love. Um, in terms of preparation, you know, given this current climate, uh, it's been tough, but nonetheless, the guys in, in relish the challenge, and we've been putting in some good work. You know, we would have um, started with the legends, unfortunately, that occurred here due to COVID um, situation, mm-hmm. and then we had a final um, trial game, uh, recently concluded trial game, and, and it was was pretty good. And we got saw some notable performances, and particularly for some young players and some senior players as well. We wonderful. And, of course, your very good friend, your mentor, um, you know, the Honorable Desmond Haynes, now the lead selector. That must please you a lot, Ryan. Yeah, as a guy from the neighborhood and someone who obviously gave me my first cricket bat, it's, it's, it's really good. <laughs> mm, you're wonderful. He gave you your and first it, cricket bat, yeah? 
Yes, for sure. It's good. Got more. Yes, you know, so got them more. Got them more for the hot. Got them more for many years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, good, yes, material, that's good, man. good material. Good material. Got them more. Got them more. Like that. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure he would um, mm-hmm. relish the opportunity. It's not going to be easy, as we all know. Right. You know, being following for the last couple of years in terms of our cricket is it's not easy being a chairman of selectors and. Uh, yes, so that's the point. I mean, it's, it's really it can be really challenging. It's, uh, it's important to, to, to how you transition players and stuff like that, and have really good communication with your coaches. So, I'm pretty sure this is something that, that, that the honourable Desmond Haynes will look forward to. Mm-hmm. And he's had a great impact on your life. Very much so. You know, obviously, you know, I, I was raised in, in, the, in the community of Horace. Yes. And that we, we oh, I don't have to tell you about how close knit that community was. And I don't. It'll be unfair for me to mention the many players that came from 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 that village, right? And the surrounding villages. Mm-hmm. But he certainly, like fellow, you know, he, yes. these guys were 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 motivation for me and younger players. Mm-hmm. You know, persons like myself and Brooks, Ray Marifa, you know. Rick, so 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 yeah, these guys really you know motivated us to to go on and and. Mm-hmm. to achieve our goals. Mm-hmm. Okay, just before Dr. Ford comes in, uh, what are your expectations first for the Barbados team in the regional tournament and what are your expectations in relation to the West Indies team uh, for 2022? Let's start with Barbados first of all. For me, it's all about how, how going out there and play cricket the way how we know to play cricket. Cricket, Barbados cricket team has it is, it is a culture. You know, this is something that when I first came into the team, Phyllis spoke about. We always played that attractive brand of cricket mm-hmm. that brought numbers to, to, to Kensington Oval. Yes. So it's important for us to go in and, 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 and play that solid cricket, entertaining cricket, but also sensible cricket. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the West Indies now, they had a good start against Ireland winning the first um, uh, ODI. What, what are your expectations for West Indies? They've got England on, on your doorsteps, and of course, they've got to go to India. Um, pretty soon. What, what are you looking forward to for West Indies cricket in 2022? The most, most important thing for us, Andrew, is consistency. Consistency. Once we can be, right. That's important. We want to see consistency in, in performances. Mm. And, and, and once we can do that, I'm pretty sure we can move up the, the pecking order. Indeed. Well, Ryan, I want to thank you very much indeed. Are you going out to a political meeting tonight, by the way, Ryan? Actually, Andrew, I'm here with my friends at Empire Club. Oh, I know you're an Empire man, and, and there's no <laughs> and there's no political meeting in Bank Hall. <laughs> Not to my knowledge, Andrew. <laughs> I like that. All right, well, I I I, I know you're going to go out and vote like Ronnie Clark, like um, Doctor Ford. <laughs> Philo Wallace is going to get a a, a a jet plane. I'm coming home in a jet plane, of course, to vote as well. And Doctor Shallows joined us. May not be able to vote because. Interesting news coming from St. Vincent today is that the cabinet is so affected um, by COVID that there was a meeting cancelled. In fact, it was the Minister of Education. Um, I know the Minister of Finance was also, um, you know, he's got COVID. So that's a very serious thing happening there in St. Vincent. I want to thank you, Ryan Hines. Happy New Year to my very good friend. Thank you, Andrew, and continue to have a productive show. Have all right, thank you very much. Good night to you too, my friend, fellow. Yeah, good, good old fellow Wallace. All yes, right, Ryan, all the very best. All right, cheers. Good night. Seven twenty-three in the country. Let's pause for business calls. When we come back, we're going to go to St. Vincent and the Brendan Deans and talk to. Yeah, well, you want to hear this one? Land of my bird.
All right. So, um, in terms of Barbados' cricket fellow, um, we note that Dasford Drake is the head coach, and uh, your very good friend Ryan Hines is the assistant coach. Your reaction to that, fellow? Uh, let me just congratulate uh, Dasford Drake uh, for being appointed head coach for the Barbados uh, franchise. Also, Ryan is his deputy. Uh, the BC office is, is going to, to youth. Uh, Vaxford is, is, is no stranger to, to being a head coach. He was uh, involved with West Indies women uh, uh, at some stage of his career. This is just another opportunity for him to show his, his consistent work. I know he works really hard behind the scenes with, with the Barbados squad and, and with his son, Dominique. And this is a good opportunity now for him and Ryan to showcase what the Barbados Cricket Association, along with the, the, the head of coaching, uh, Andy Springer, what they're doing down there at the BC, to really show the Caribbean uh, what they're made of and how well they can get the Barbados team to, to, to perform consistently mm-hmm. uh, to lift the trophy in 2022. Mm-hmm. So it's a great appointment, and I want to wish both of them all the very best, mm-hmm. and I hope they continue the, the, the good trend in Barbados cricket, and that is upward. All right. Dr. Kisro Shallow joins us now on the show. Of course, this is uh, Dr. Andrew Ford's best friend, and it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, Dr. Shallow. First of all, before we talk cricket, some serious um, developments there in your country in terms of uh, the members of parliament, the ministers, uh, being struck long by COVID. Happy New Year, Andrew, Dr. Ford, and fellow, and all your listeners. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's just the times that we are in now, you know, um, very unpredictable. Um, yeah, so a few of the member of um, parliament, mm. um, I think tested positive, um, had to postpone parliament today. Hopefully tomorrow they can continue. Yes. Very important discussion on the budget right now. So Yes, you know, indeed. Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. Now, in terms of West Indies now, um, well, you're, you're able to keep the, the island series afloat. Um, how, how difficult was it to, to reschedule, really? Um, you know, the, the second game was supposed to be played today. It's now going to be on Thursday, the final one on, on Sunday. How difficult uh, was that? And, and COVID has certainly impacted cricket West Indies. Uh, COVID has impacted the world. You know, it's mm-hmm. extremely difficult um, from the very first tour that we, we went on England in, in, you know, last year. Um, up until now, every tour, you know, has had their own unique challenges. Um, it's, 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 I mean, it's amazing being able to keep players on, on, the, on the field. Um, I think now persons are getting a greater appreciation for how difficult it has been. And with some luck as well, because, I mean, you really have to count your luck. I mean, you could be in your home, you could be in your hotel, you could be anywhere mm-hmm. and, and, and get COVID. So, you know, we, we, we are obviously putting all the measures in place and trying our best to, to you know, mitigate against all the, the risk and so on. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just the times we're living in. Um, mm-hmm. We just have to accept and make the best of the situation. Mm-hmm. In terms of the England um, tour, any possibility of adjustments, um, or everything is as 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 um, I mean, I just looked at the itinerary. Do you think there is a possibility that we could have an adjustment or two for England? Um, currently, we are not looking at adjusting that tour, um, which is why we are. Um, looking to complete the ODI series um, and then not play the T20 match, so that would allow time for traveling and so on. But we expect that, you know, barring any obviously any more development with COVID, then we're going to proceed with the same tour, mm-hmm. or the same schedule dates for that tour. How difficult was it to drop the T20 match that was supposed to be the send off of Gale? 
Well, I think we are the team, man. I don't think Chris Gill was named. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> just, kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, every every cricket match is very important. Um, we, we have a limited number of matches ahead of the World Cup later this year. So we would have really liked to to get that one in so that we could start getting uh, looking at the composition of our team and so on. I, I'm sure the, the new selection panel would have, would be happy to to observe mm. all our cricket um you know every cricket match that we have over the next few months mm-hmm. but um again we don't have any control about that Andrew. Mm-hmm. all right now dr ford of course uh, i've got some some questions for you but my broad by general question uh, to you before dr ford comes a call in uh, what are your expectations for the west indies team in 2022 dr shallow well, you know, we, we see a team of uh, <clears throat> some new players in the T20. Um, they, they have been around playing CPL and so on, but um, maybe lacking experience in the international um, stage. And we are hoping that it's on quickly. Um, every cricket match we, we play, we want to win. Um, I, I believe that we, I mean, we have never been short of talent and we could only expect the, the very best from, from our players. Um, what we... What we will do for sure is, is speak to our players about commitment to West Indies. I think that um, once we get our our team, you know, that to walk up team together as early as possible, then it will enhance our chances in, in that walk up. So it is about getting our best teams on the field as soon as possible and getting them gelling together and preparing for the walk up. But ultimately this year is about that walk up time. All right. Just before Dr. Ford comes to call in, um, Feel free to uh, call us or send us a WhatsApp if you've got any questions uh, for uh, the Vice President of Cricket West Indies, Dr. Kishore Shallow. Uh, please, you can send them by WhatsApp, uh, 253-4679, 253-4679. I'll sneak this one in just before Dr. Ford comes to call in, 7.30 in the country. Andrew, can you please ask Dr. Shallow why almost every month um, it was certainly brought to his attention the West Indies players appearing in international matches wearing mask and tape covered uh, T-shirts. Has that problem been, been solved, Doctor? Yeah, I think um, just logistics. Um, the, mm. the shipment, our, our, our um, the company, our, our um, what's in Castle, they're based in, um, in England. Right. And I think there have been challenges even at the World Cup and, and going on to, to the, the the series after in Sri Lanka mm-hmm. and now it's still persistent and it's something that we our, our executive staff have to get on top of sooner and later because I I, I, I I hate to see it Andrew to be honest mm-hmm. and, and but but I could tell you that we have both President Skerritt and myself we have made that known to the, to the executive mm-hmm. and it's something that we have to sort out we understand COVID we understand that there could be a logistic nightmare Mm-hmm. With, with all that is happening, but we have to ensure that our team outfit, you know, are doing form mm-hmm. um, properly. So I, 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 I share. I suspect that the the the, the person sent in that that question doesn't like to see it, mm-hmm. and I, I share that same sentiment. So I'm mm-hmm. sure Doctor Ford and Philo as well. Mm-hmm. Doctor. Hi. Good night. <clears throat> good night to to you, Doctor Shallow. Um, when when is the next uh, meeting of to see that the full CWI, the, the directors and everybody, when's that due? Yeah, um, the norm has been first to meet monthly, Dr. Ford. Um, so by and large, we have met every month 
in 2021, and we will intend, at least that's the intention for this year as well. We met um, last week, I think it was, and the next meeting um, would be at least in February. So mm -hmm. this is this is all the directors from all the boards and this, this is the entire board here, yeah, the entire board. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, what well, what do you think would be some of the important things that without bringing tales out of school, what would be some of the important things you'd like to discuss at your at your next meeting? Well, finances that is always on the um on the agenda. Also, we have put in place a few committees and we'll expect um, updates and feedback from those meetings and those committees meet over the next um, few weeks. Um, and of course, we, we will talk commercial matters. We have, you know, obviously a cricket item on the agenda. And, and so, you know, quite a few. We, we haven't had a face-to-face -face meeting since the pandemic. And we, uh, we were hoping that the next one would be face-to-face um, next month in Antigua. Um, that doesn't look very possible at this point, but we're hoping at least in March we'll be able to have a face-to-face. -face. So all our meetings have been via Zoom. And I could guarantee that these meetings sometimes go six hours, you know, uh, a lot of discussions. Okay, I see the home series you paired with ESPN. What, what are the benefits of, of that pairing uh, for the home series? Well, ESPN is, is one of the best um, in sports, you know, um, they, especially cricket, ESPN um, cricket for. Um, and so having them covering the, the series, and it's obviously accessible, more accessible than most of the other um, channels that broadcast sports in the, in the region. So we are quite happy with the partnership that we have. Um, hopefully, you know, this, this contract, everyone will be happy. An extension, at least, will be um, in a position where we can negotiate um, for even a, a better deal going forward. But it's a Caribbean is exciting. I know persons in Convince and other areas in the Caribbean who have said that they, they, they are happy because of this, because the ESPN is so accessible. Um, we had uh, Mr. Hope on the show a few uh, shows back, and he suggested that, that there was a communication breakdown and that, mm -hmm. that some decisions were made in between meetings of, of the CWI that that didn't really filter down to to all of the all of the and all the all of the shareholders. Um, do you think that's the what do you think about about that suggestion? Um, well, you know, Doctor Ford, you know, I'm one of the biggest fans of this really program, and so even when I'm not on, I listen. So last week, um, I tune in and I listen and enjoy. Um, Mr. Marshall's um, um, contribution, and I, I share most of those opinions that he, that he shared. Um, you, you know, we, like I said earlier, we normally have monthly meetings. Almost every month we have met in 2021, and so to have those meetings, it just it means that we are communicating with our board members. Um, there's greater transparency probably than ever in West Indies cricket from an administrative um, level. And I, I, I mean, if, if Mr. Hope missed something, it could be, I, I, as I said, the, the meetings have been via Zoom, so I don't know if it's a case where it's internet job or he lost connectivity or something, but most of the matters even raised by, by Mr. Hope, I think that we have discussed those, properly ventilated those at board meeting in his presence. Okay. 
Um, what, what's the next? Uh, you, you mentioned finances is one of the big things you're, you're going to be looking at. What, what's the, how important is it to try to get regional cricket back uh, again to, to give the selectors uh, an opportunity to see the players, you know, on the field and, and to make decisions outside of the, the best versus best uh, setup as we've seen it so far during the pandemic? It's absolutely important. Um, we need to play cricket. Um, we need to play especially red ball cricket. We have played a lot of white ball cricket, CPL and so on. <clears throat> but since postponing the tournament, uh, when the pandemic started before the tournament, um, we haven't been able to play original red ball cricket. We have played a few best of the best matches. But it is, it's critical that we have our best players competing mm -hmm. with each other. So that, that is absolutely important. Um, we, we, we have to prioritize that regardless of our financial situation. Um, and, you know, you have our director of cricket, Jimmy Adams, state that president's character as well. He, he, he certainly stands by that. And we must have, um, before the tournament, the Red Bull cricket playing. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, so you're happy with the, with the arrangements that are made for it? Uh, thus far and considering the pandemic status right now? Well, up to yesterday, I had a discussion with Johnny Griff, um, our CEO, and he, he has indicated by all means um, things are moving ahead with plans. Um, the intention is to have the first round starting on the, the 2nd of February, I think. And, and so they are, they are busy putting things in place. Roland Hall, our operations manager, and his team, they're working very hard to ensure that we start for the tournament soon. Just, just want to ask a question. Um, I know Philo uh, would want to, to to ask a couple of questions as well. Just getting back to the the Calvin Hope outburst, though, does does this concern you, though? Because I mean, are there any protocols? I mean, you have directors making um, such statements. I mean, is there going to be any action taken by Cricket West Indies? I mean, you surely would have heard Calvin Hope. He was. He was he was he was angry. What can I say, Andrew? Um, about about my, my fellow colleague, Mister mm. um, Hope. Uh, whenever I get to speak to him, I will just offer some advice, and hopefully he accepts. Um, but you know, we're moving on, and you know, sometimes people make um, you know wrong decisions. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes poor judgment. And, and that's it. We, 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 we are humans. We make mistakes. Um, we, I think the important thing is that we learn from our mistakes. Mm. But, but I would think, though, that at the board level, I'm sure that um, Dr. Ford, who has been president of an association for, for a long time, uh, he may want to offer his comments. I mean, can, can board members just openly come out and criticize people that they sit with all the time and, and no action taken? Um, Dr. Shallow? Um, yeah, there's an ethics committee. Um, whether we, we are going to um, explore that option, then I, I can't say at this point. Um, mm -hmm. We haven't discussed it at the board level yet. Um, mm -hmm. But it would be interesting to hear what my fellow colleagues, who, who, who I'm sure listen to your show as well, Andrew, are right. willing mm -hmm. to hear what they say. But, but, but I'm hearing that the matter is going to go before the ethics committee. Can you confirm this? No, I can't, because we haven't had a discussion at the board level. On I, I see. Um, Dr. Shallow, what is, the, what is the process for selection of, say, someone like a, um, Desmond Haynes? I mean, what, what is the process? Because I'm hearing uh, that there was a level of frustration um, by some board members who said they were kind of caught by surprise in relation to the selection of both um, Desmond Haynes and Ronnie Sawa. I think everyone is happy 
Um, I mean, directors are happy with the appointment of of Doctor Doctor Haynes. Um, mm. I mean, his, his record speaks for itself. Um, tremendous experience, tremendous knowledge, um, wealth of, of of knowledge. You see his stats as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he has served in different capacities. Chairman of Barbados um, Cricket, I, I, I was told, um, that is on his CV, which he presented to us um, some time back when he when he went for the for the um, position of head coach. And so, you know, it, he's just the, the, the right choice mm-hmm. um, at this particular point. Um, I have no doubt at all, absolutely no recognition that he is going to do a very good job. Um, when I, I had, you know. A few conversations with 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 Dr. Dr. Haynes over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. and you know I've been quite impressed with with his. You know he he not only wants to look at uh, the senior level, but wants to absorb junior cricketers coming through the system, absorbing the pathway and so on. So he has a very broad view, a holistic view on how we can move this cricket forward. So we we are certainly you know I'm going to tap into the, all the resources that he that he brings to the table, mm-hmm. and I think you know that he's going to do like I said a, a very good job. And I really wish him best mm-hmm. in this role. And with regards to Ronnie Sawan, again, some persons may may forget sometimes you know probably forget that that he was one of our better um, ODI players. Um, I think averaging 42 or so, probably third on the list of of our mm-hmm. batsmen. Um, you know, very smart um, cricketer. Um, he served on the panel, as Philip said earlier, with us on the on the committee to review this whole selection mm-hmm. um, system. Um, he was recently appointed as well to selectors to to the chairman of selectors' role in in Guyana, which shows that you know directors have been looking at him and, and observing his potential. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know we welcome we welcome Ronnie Sawan as well to this role. And we believe that he would mm-hmm. be you know he would with this panel mm-hmm. um, adding the head coaching with Phil Simmons. Uh, it's a good balance. It's a good mix. You know, um, different generation of players. Mm-hmm. And I think that is really that 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 all as well for cricket. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ronnie would have to give up his job as chairman of selectors in Guyana. One hundred percent correct. Okay, and has he done that already? Um, I am not sure, um, but mm-hmm. but he knows that he will have to. The president there knows that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, if, if he hasn't submitted his resignation, then it's only a matter of time. Mm. Just want to come back to this thing though with Calvin Hope because I I I think that it is something that the cricket West Indies would have to deal with. I'm hearing that um, even with the selection of Desmond Haynes and I, the selection of Ronnie Sarwan that. Um, some boards actually abstain because they're of the view that you had to apply for the job. Um, but I'm told that only one name was forwarded in the case of, of uh, uh, Haynes and, and Sawan. Can you confirm this, um, Dr. Shallow? It is not unusual for whether uh, a, a board member and a particular matter to abstain, uh-huh. even vote against it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sometimes some persons need more time to deliberate on this agenda. Some persons just, you know, at the time um, need a hear day and decide to abstain. So that that is that is quite normal. Um, but I would say that both Ronnie Sawan and, and Dr. Haynes got the got the overwhelming support from the board, and, and we're really happy. I think that um, we we are certainly on the same wavelength. Um, mm-hmm. The board directors, I mean, in terms of that, these two gentlemen are going to add tremendous value 
to the, to the selection process. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just before Fellow comes in, um, Doctor, is, is, is the board fractured? Um, I would say there are differences. Um, in I'm, most he- I'm hearing this, Doc. I'm hearing this, Doc, but the board is fractured. Well, I'm not saying you, Andrew, and I'm saying that, you know, there are differences of opinion and something that is healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's just a matter of articul- articulating different opinions and positions and, and not mm-hmm. respecting everyone. Mm-hmm. And I would say that there's, there's certainly respect there. Um, you have heard Calvin um, express himself on your program. Mm-hmm. Um, he clearly has some differences. But again, we, 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 we're in a very much a democratic environment. And, you know, I think our constitution allows for differences of mm-hmm. opinion, and, and we welcome that. That is healthy. Mm-hmm. All but right. You had to rearrange uh, the, the itinerary for Ireland. Mm-hmm. No, you're not going to have the T20 game, right? Not anymore. Right. How is that going to affect West Indies now for the series against England? Are, we going to, are they going to come down to Barbados? a bit earlier to get in some preparation. How, how are the guys going to mm-hmm. get into Barbados to prepare for that, that those five T20 games against, against uh, England? Yeah, currently I can't say, Philo, um, because I haven't um, been in touch with the coach over the last few days. So I, I don't know the plan, but I mean, that's a very good point to raise in, in terms of preparation for that very important series against England. I'm hoping that um, we could certainly find some, some time in between tours to to get in somebody some um internal practice matches or something but we, we you know we, because why, why mm-hmm. yeah why i asked that question because paul collingwood was in it uh, was in australia and obviously the ecb had pulled him out of australia and he's coming to the region at the weekend he's going to be the head coach for that mm-hmm. for that for that t20 series no our t20 squad is a little different to our odi squad I was just thinking from that point of view, well, we can try to get the guys in Barbados early, those who are in the T20 squad, and maybe get them doing some extra work until Philip and his crew come down from Jamaica, just to try and get them uh, accustomed, just to acclimatize or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I just said you haven't spoken to the head coach, so we don't know what's going to happen there. But those five T20 matches are going to be very, very, very important. And obviously, you don't know if they're going to be spectators at Kensington, but that is something that Condor really will have to, to answer. Yeah, but by by all indications from um from Conde and his, his colleagues um and Johnny Grave as well, we, we we have been given permission to 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 have spectators and obviously we expect a lot of um mm-hmm. um travelers from from from, from some UK. are here already um Doc, some are here already some are here correct on, correct, on the west correct. coast having a grand time a, a gentleman <laughs> called me and said he's here. Uh, yeah, enjoying Barbados. Yeah, well, what were the numbers though? Because Conde said about between ten and twelve thousand. Can you confirm that? I I, I can't um, give you the numbers, sorry. Um, but you know, we we based on Dominic's um, projection all year, you know, he did indicate that um, it's going to be a huge following, especially because the matches are in Barbados. I think the, the British just love any excuse, especially cricket, to come to Barbados. And, and, and we, we welcome them, you know. And so we were expecting that they will have the opportunity to go to Kensington and enjoy some really fantastic. Hopefully, after this, we, we went. Before you go to the 19th, that ICC event is soon to take in the region. This had all vested on the 19th on your shores in St. Vincent. I don't know if you had a chance to have a, have a look at them. 
Uh, what are your thoughts on the under 90s and their chances? Yeah, we. I, I looked at um, I looked at all the games. Um, the last match, I looked at every ball. Um, we we have an extremely talented team. I mean, we, at that level, we have never been short of talent, as we all we all know. But you know, when you see a young a young guy, seventeen year old, probably over six, um, or probably six 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 two, they're about in height. And bowling quick, bowling, you know, near 85 miles per hour, you know, exciting talent. And then we, we have the others who, you know, lane and, and the other fast bowlers. Very good, good bowling unit. Um, Martin is, is certainly a concern in terms of, you know, I don't think our, our highest score was probably one, I don't think we reached 130 um, in any of the matches. So that is certainly a concern. I spoke to Floyd as well, um, the head coach, Floyd Ufa, and, and he, he did, you know, um, understand the concern, but he is very upbeat and confident that um, by, the, by the start of the tournament on, on Friday, that the, the boys are going to be ready to go and produce those runs. Um, again, they're they not short of talent. Um, you have young Paris, open the batting, captain, Akeem, Augie's, um, Gio, Teddy Bishop, and these guys, they, they have... They have the potential that they could be ready to even go in, <clears throat> sorry, in regional cricket and play first class cricket. They're that good. But obviously, we, we have to give them time and with experience and so on, they're going to get better. Um, I, I've seen some scores from India, Australia, and a couple of the other teams that played today, and they are producing already. So, no doubt, it's going to be a, a very competitive tournament. Um, I'm hoping with all the investment we've made in them, the team has been in a comprehensive. Um, preparation program over the last over the last few months, probably almost a year, and so you know I would only hope that the return would be some success, Philip. Uh, thank you very much. That's I was glad that because your cricket West Indies has invested quite heavily in the under 19s. I, I can't see them falling short. They have to really uh, step up, as you rightly said. India and those guys are already chomping at spit, and our guys seem to be acclimatizing, and I don't like that though. I, I am I'm one for you you should know the conditions you are at home. Yeah, well we, we we can only hope that they you know, with the time they spend together, um, talking cricket, understanding each other, that, you know, it was only a matter of time before runs start start um going on the scoreboard for them. Um I wish them very the, the best. In fact I'm I'm set to go over to Guyana tomorrow. Um, hoping to be able to to look at that first game on Friday. Um, you know, and it's just the interest that we have in this cricket. This, these are our next generation of players that we have to mm-hmm. to keep them together even after this tournament. I think one of the things that we haven't done properly in the past is keeping our 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 youth players together. You know, in a, in a very good you know um, you know system. You know, something like a like a high performance system for long enough. Um, and there's a massive gap between, let's say, from age 20 to to to, to, to maybe even 24. And it's something we have discussed with the head coach, Floyd Reefer. We have discussed it with, with Robert Haynes, who is the talent ID manager, who is on the junior panel, we selected the junior panel, that we have to ensure that we keep these players together and engage um, for the development um, you know, ahead of international cricket at the men's level. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good uh, point, uh, Dr. Shallow, because I was saying that maybe one of the one of the areas of focus for Cricket West Indies should be finding ways of keeping 
the successive uh, junior players involved in our first class uh, cricket, they seem to be marginalized and many of them fall through the cracks. A lot of them that we've seen with, with ability who, who perform at the on the 19 World Cup, some, some of them never uh, see the light of day in their regional or franchise uh, teams after. So I guess it's something that you'd have to work on for the future. Dr. Ford, I know Andrew doesn't like when me and you agree, but so we're going to disappoint him tonight and agree Ooh. on the USD program. You know? so, oh. But I mean, that, 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 that's a very good point. Um, and like you say, a few have suddenly um, slipped through the cracks over the years. Um, we, we have to do a better job at this, this age group. Um, you know, if you look at the, the, the guys who came, let's say, from 2016, and we won that World Cup, you know, quite a few of them. Um, Casey Carty, who, mm-hmm. who, yeah. who got money the match, I think, in the final one. He hasn't played for West Indies yet. Players like this, we expect right. them to come mm-hmm. to the ranks and, and really go on to, to, to perform at the international level. So we have to do a better job there. We have to find a way to bridge that gap and improve those players and get them on, on, the, on the right pathway to, to senior men's cricket. Mm-hmm. We've got another, what, five minutes left in the show. Got a question coming in for you, Dr. Shallow. Um, ask Dr. Shallow if someday he would like to become president of Cricket West Indies. Um, certainly is a, is, a, is a massive job, a very important job for the region. And if, if my, my colleagues and um, at the time of the next election or future, whenever the opportunity comes, mm. um, that they decide that I'm, I'm fit to be the president and they have confidence in me, then sure, why not? So you're you're keen to be president someday? It's a it's a rule I would certainly relish. Because mm-hmm. um, I understand that uh, your good friend and fellow Wallace um, told me this. That's not true. Phil didn't tell me anything at all. <laughs> Ricky Skerritt um, may just do two terms. Is that true? Be Has he spoken to you about that in terms of succession planning? Uh, I, I can't speak for, for um, President Skerritt, but um, one mm-hmm. thing for sure that I've been quite involved and in, in being chief of of um, being chief of of everything mm-hmm. in, in our administration. So, you know, I, I believe that, you know, in, in, in President Skerritt's mind, there's always um, mm-hmm. that, that process or that consideration for transition. Mm-hmm. The Dominicans are on, online, they're saying that there's a, uh, some some cricket coming with the Canadian uh, the U.S. team, and you you have it. What's the same? You have it in um, Saint Vincent. When would Dominica get some cricket, Doctor Shallow? Friends in Dominica, listen. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm hoping it's pretty soon. Um, Dominica, to my knowledge, hasn't played probably any level of cricket um, since mm. since the pandemic started. They've been yes. badly affected. Um, while the other countries would have had like the 10 tournaments and other tournaments, um, Dominic unfortunately mm. um, hasn't posted any. So I'm hopeful that they will get some cricket going soon. And with regards to the, the tour, that, that tour was actually supposed to go to, to Trinidad mm. with the USA under-19 female team. And the, I think the government pulled out mm. the last minute or the Associated cricket, cricket Board they pulled out. And, you know, they were looking for an, an alternative. Um, you know, with the swift turnaround, um, our relationship, which is the local cricket board here with the government and so on. Um, we, 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 I think we were, we convinced them 
that we'll be able to host them without any last minute with withdrawal as 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 what happened in Trinidad. So it's I mean we're just happy that we're gonna have some some cricket here in St. Vincent, especially for females. They too haven't played for, for a while. I see you have um our dear legend um Clive Lloyd is yeah, we, we, yeah we were trying to reach him because tomorrow is a very special day for him. It's unfortunate we don't have a lot of time left on the show. But let's go to Sir Clive. How are you, Sir Clive? How are you, my friend? Okay, still connecting. Um, yes, because the, tomorrow is a big day for Sir Clive, the investor, of course, uh, in, 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 in England. And we thought it was important to, to reach Sir Clive um, just before we end the show. Um, there's a, a, there's a, ch- a charming lady behind him trying to help him um, to, to come on. Philo, uh, can you go across to Windsor and help Sir Clive? Yeah. Sir Clive, how are you? I spoke to Sir Clive actually this week. <laughs> so he's in good form. Yeah, Sir Clive, you need to unmute. We've just got a couple of minutes left on the show. Sir Clive, uh, can we speak to him? Oh, okay. That's going to be your top right-hand corner. His top, top right-hand Sorry. corner, Sir Clive. Let the, the, let, let the lady in the back uh, help you, Sir Clive. Mm. All right. We, we seem to be having a but we we, we, tra- we, we, we actually tried reaching. <laughs> we we actually tried reaching the Clive by telephone. The circuits were busy, but we thought it was important uh, to speak to him. But um, it looks as if we are not going to be able to to speak to the uh, the big cat, the Clive. Um, gentlemen, we got what another one minute or so left in the show. We're going to have to wrap it now. Um, Doctor Shallow. Um, the, the president in waiting, can I say that? Um, Andy, I don't think I could put words in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we wish you all the best. Um, um, we know these are trying times. COVID I, 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 think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think so, Clive, Mike. Yeah, yes, Sir Clive, uh, how are you, sir? Hello. Yeah, hello, Sir Clive. Can you hear me? Yes, we can yeah. hear you. Um, yes, a, a big day for you tomorrow, Sir Clive. Tell us about it. Sorry? Yeah, a big day for you tomorrow. Tell us about it, Sir Clive. Yes, it's uh, the, my investiture thing for the, the knighthood. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, you're looking forward to that. Oh, yes, um, eagerly. Mm-hmm. What, does it mean, what does it mean to you, Sir Clive? What does it mean to you? Oh, well, it means quite a lot to be recognized. Um, for you know something that you you love doing, it is you know this is an honor not only for me for all West Indians because they've been behind mm-hmm. me and the team over the years, and for my country, it, it is it is just um, it, it, I just feel wonderful about. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow I would I would be feeling even much better. I will have a drink for you, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, please do. We, we we really look forward to that. We just got couple of seconds left. What we can do, Sir Clive, is to continue this discussion with you next week. We maybe want to look back, of course, at your career. But we here at Mason and Guests, we are very happy to be a part of this celebration. And I'm sure you're looking forward to that great day tomorrow, Sir Clive Lloyd. Yes, I am. I am. All right. But thank you. Thank you very much, Andy. Thank you. Thank you very much. So we, we, we're going to speak. I love that. I love that. Um, that chain. Did you, did you borrow that from Suez? That lovely chain you've got there. Well, no, these, no, these are gifts that my kids gave me over the years. So I just and my mother's 
wedding ring. Oh, it's not wonderful. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. The people of that. I'm sure you know that my mother is Barbadian. She's, I know she's Barbadian. So, Clive, I'm going to call you after the show. Uh, Phil, it's been a pleasure having you as well. Of course, uh, Dr. Shallow, we want to thank you very much for coming on. Dr. Ford, and of course, earlier on the show, we heard from Chris Siddle and Ryan Hines, uh, who is now the assistant coach. I'm Andrew Mason. Here's hoping for a bright tomorrow. It's good night. Good night.